press 2. For my help. Your direct feedback is extremely important to us. Please help us by answering three brief questions immediately following your call. Remain on the line after you complete your conversation with the customer service professional. Welcome to Out of Trouble, a pattern interrupting podcast. I'm Nicholas Harder. Today's episode Real Eyes. Real Eyes. Real Eyes. Real Lies. A three part series. There are seven callers ahead of you in queue. Jesus. The idea for this mini series actually comes from one of you, a listener. Okay. Hey, Nick. It's your buddy Sam. Here's my idea for an episode. Uh, <laughs> this is Sam. He's a listener. He's also a friend of mine. Hey, Nick. It's your bud Sam. Here's my idea for an episode. Why can't we handle coronavirus? What is it about the media that is causing people to be so polarized about it? How come some people believe it's a terrible issue and they're hiding in their homes? How come other people are refusing to wear masks and thinking it's an entire joke? What's going on? This is a super big topic, right? Media disinformation during the time of Corona. So split it up into three episodes and we're gonna dive into it in this episode by um, examining first where coronavirus comes from. Do you think you know? We shall see. If you have health insurance, please call your medical care provider first for COVID-19 testing. One, callers ahead of you in queue. If you live or work in San Francisco, you can go to sf.gov slash sf to schedule a COVID-19 test. Again, that's sf.gov slash sf. So what's happening here is I'm trying to get a COVID test because I'm flying out to visit my grandma next week. She just had surgery and she needs some help with aftercare. The closer that trip's getting, the more it's starting to seem like a phenomenally stupid idea. Um, I'm really nervous about it because, you know, I don't want to kill my grandma. My mom thinks I'm overthinking it. My sister's been taking a lot of precautions. She's coming with me. She's concerned too. And my friend Gabo, who you're going to meet later in this episode, he might say that I've been whipped into a frenzy by the media. So anyway, I am able to get a test, but I have to schedule it 10 days ahead of time. If you are uninsured and live in San Francisco or a member of the San Francisco Health Network, please continue to stay on the line for the next available representative. Please hold for the next available agent. I don't believe. It is It is funny though, it's funny that like, I'm with Sam in the backyard at my mom's house. It's late, we're having beers and smoking and talking about the news. We're both very confident that the official story for how coronavirus started... Is a lie? No, was two different things. I think it started in a lab, and... I don't know where the fuck you got that from. <laughs> well, I, I totally thought that the whole, it came from an open-air market, or like... I associate that with the bat soup thing. Where, Wet like, market. 
yeah. wet market. Yeah. Yeah. Bat soup. Yeah. Yes. That's a totally false. Not true. I okay. I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hoodoo okay. on you right now. You but like, pain. that's not. Yeah. Ooh. I'm honestly not sure what exactly I'm doing here. I'm hoodooing on Am you. Am I wrong? <laughs> I think. I think you are wrong. The bat soup thing. I think you're wrong. We're both wrong. The bat soup thing is completely false. Where'd it come from then? A lab. It accidentally. Accidentally. And that's the official story? That's what Mike Pompeo was telling America. Mike Pompeo is the Secretary of State responsible for foreign affairs. Yeah. That's not the official story. Man, I should look up this daily episode again because, like. What the fuck is the daily? Because I don't know. It's a daily podcast by the New York Times. From the New York Times, I'm Michael Bavaro. This is the daily. Tell me about this theory that I know has taken hold pretty much across the United States about the origins of this virus. Well, it's kind of a vague theory when you hear people talk about it. There's all kinds of different versions. Did it come from that infamous Wuhan Institute of Virology? And if so... How will we find out? This is the lab that I was telling Sam about. There's versions of an animal slipping out of a lab in Wuhan. Infected animals being disposed improperly. This is the bat soup thing. A worker having it on their clothing and taking it out. That because of lack of safety protocols, an intern was infected, who later infected her boyfriend, and then went to the wet market in Wuhan, where it began to spread. The leading theory amongst U.S. government officials, at least the ones that serve the White House, is that the virus somehow escaped from this lab, which is essentially what Sam and I both thought, since the bat soup thing is connected to the wet market thing, which is connected to the virus escaping from the lab thing. But what we learn in this The Daily episode is that um, the origin of the coronavirus is a mystery and not a secret, meaning that no one knows. And from what we can glean from internal Chinese government communications, not even the Chinese government knows. And in fact, scientists are pretty skeptical that this came from the Wuhan lab. Mm -hmm. And so this growing body of scientific voices is pushing against what Pompeo is saying right now. This would be a much easier case for President Trump to make, for Secretary Pompeo to make. The case being that the virus is China's fault. If the statement from the intelligence community was, yes, we see this evidence, but that's not what they've said. They've said they're looking into this. But as long as the intelligence agencies say they are looking into this, this idea is going to hold a lot of power in people's minds. And it's going to be part of our civic and political discourse. So do we know whether they're ever going to be able to answer the question? This, this is the problem, isn't it? This is the problem. This is the problem. It's what we don't know. We don't know. We can't know. Nobody knows. Fuck, fuck this, dude. Fuck all this. So um, I'm really sorry to do this to you, but the origins of the coronavirus are not known, and actually we may never know. I'm over all this shit, honestly. It's also pretty insignificant, like, the Black Plague killed two out of three people. Thank God this isn't the Black Plague when we have anti-mask. 
Imagine anti-maskers during the Black Plague. Yeah. Like, you're not gonna make me fucking wear a mask for this fake <laughs> disease? Like, people like, <coughs> like dying in the streets and shit. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I think the most ironic part about this particular story is that I was so certain that the virus originated from this lab in Wuhan because I'd listened to this daily episode where they were basically debunking this theory, although it's not completely debunked, it still could have maybe escaped from there. We don't know yet, but probably not. But yeah, the irony that I listened to this episode that's supposed to inform me, and all I remembered was the misinformation that they were trying to correct. Do you want to, do you want the answer to your question? Yes. You do? Okay, scoot, scoot. Scoot over, scoot, scoot. So it's a couple weeks later, and I'm cozying up next to Sam on his couch in his new place. And I've had some conversations, and I've done some research, and I'm reporting back to him, sort of answering this question about why there's so much polarization in the media and why we can't handle this pandemic. How come some people believe it's a terrible issue and they're hiding in their homes? How come other people are refusing to wear masks and thinking it's an entire joke? Yeah. Um. I, it, it like, it really brings me down to try and answer these questions and I don't know why. I get very exhausted trying to explain these things. Dude, I literally took multiple college courses on this. Like, and I, I, and like, I'm like, let me look back on my notes. I don't remember. And I think that's a huge part of the issue, right? Is it's just so exhausting to be constantly looking into things and correcting the, the, the flood of myths and disinformation that we receive online. Not to mention that the more I dug into things, the more I realized how little I know about things in general. And I think that's why I, I struggle with doing stories like this now is like, there's something that makes me uncomfortable about like flexing my knowledge. Cause I actually do think that I know a lot about um, the media, I mean, did you quote unquote. Too? I studied it. Yeah. I'm an amateur journalist. Mm -hmm. I've read books about it. Not that many books. And like I said, I knew less than I thought I did. You'll see. You yeah, know. So that would make you know more about it. Right. And yet still, I don't know. I just like, I look around me in the world and I see so many people who are just like, fucking idiots. And I'm wondering, am I one of those people? You know, and that's what makes probably. this hard. <laughs> probably. <laughs> right. we, probably we all are, like, honestly. Despite my self-doubts, I do have an answer for Sam as to how our media became so politically polarized and filled with misinformation, disinformation. The answer is twofold. So I tell Sam my answer, which you're going to get over the course of these episodes, and I sort of complain to him about how difficult it is just digging into this stuff. <laughs> no, I was looking for a podcast episode on it where like, I hope you like, you know, you, you do your research and I was... I enjoy it, so I studied it in college, and I was well, hoping to get your... And I was also wanted to help you make it. What came out of it that was really good is I had this really interesting conversation with Gabo about mm -hmm. him getting into QAnon. This conversation that I had with Gabo about him getting into QAnon, which is this generally conservative group that believes in all these really out-there conspiracy theories, that's kind of their whole thing. Um, it's sort of a real-life version of this phenomenon I'm talking about, where Gabo's just dropping all these information bombs on me. Things like Hillary Clinton has had 50 acquaintances commit suicide. It's not a 
pandemic as it's being made out to be. So I've seen plenty of articles that show cloth masks don't actually help us very much. You know, there was SARS, there was um, swine flu. The only time we hear about this is during an election year. They're trying to distract us from allegations of pedophilia being in ingrained into Hollywood, corporate, and political elites. Receiving dubious information like this in person is so much more difficult than reading the same kind of information online, because when you're online, you can just do a quick fact check yourself, look it up. But when you're in person, unless you're like a walking encyclopedia, um, you know, what are you going to do? So that's what we're going to do next episode. And in that episode, I am going to answer some questions. And by the way, I am going to go to the East Coast to visit my grandma and there will be stories coming out of that too. I haven't seen that side of the family for like almost a decade. But anyway, the reason that I'm sharing this tape with Gabo, maybe you've had an experience like this. Maybe you have a friend or family member who is sort of conspiratorially minded. There's a lot of coincidences, which I don't really believe in. And, um... and I love Gabo, right? So it's not like I want to berate him or anything. I want to understand where he's coming from, but I'm a little worried that I might lose my mind if I really truly do. Um, there's something about this that seems kind of dangerous. But I think the best thing to do to refute dubious conspiratorial claims is to, unfortunately, do the work. You have to do the research. And so that's what I'm going to do in the next episode. I'm going to do the research, the work, so that Sam doesn't have to, so that you don't have to. We're going to try to understand Gabo. Being in this QAnon group has really taught me, like, I was so hyper-liberal, but by not getting to discuss my ideas, I didn't actually have good, like, reason and rationale behind them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still just, like, mulling over all the, like, so... Uh... So you don't think masks are effective? That's next time. Thank you for listening. I'm Nicholas Harder. This is Out of Trouble. Hit me up on the socials. Hit me up with that rate and review if you have not already. It really helps me out. Boom. And stay here with me because I'm going to teach you things, which I don't really want to do anymore with podcast stuff, but I'm fucking doing it because I can't stay away. So next time, stay tuned. Thank you.